In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the last time we were all together, we were having a great time. There were two big weddings and a baptism to celebrate. It was Pumbadi Genton, the day of good living. We ate, we drank, and were married because God blessed creation into existence and he called everything good. When we woke up this morning, however, we hardly know where we are and how we got here. We've been told in scriptures that we've been expelled from the good life. We see in church that we're separated from all that is good with a black curtain of sin. This is the original hangover. And as in the movie, we have to find out what happened. We have to find the groom before the wedding can take place. So what did happen between last Sunday of the good life, Barigenton, and today's Sunday of expulsion? What was this awful crime that seems to have put a permanent wedge between God and his people and between people and each other? We were told not to eat of the fruit of the tree of good and evil. But we did anyway. Actually, she did, but then he did right afterwards. Now, to our modern and very literal ears, this whole story and its main character, God, seems arbitrary, it seems petty, and it seems unkind. After all, all of life is God's creation. Why would he set it up for failure? Why did he dangle a fruit before us that we should not eat? Well, there was a Swiss theologian, a wonderful one named Karl Barth, and he put it this way, why place a do not enter sign in front of an open door? Why not just close the door? Well, there are a couple of keys to the story to help us find out what happened. The first are the names of our characters, Adam and Eve. Adam, as you probably know, just means man in Hebrew. And Eve just means life or mother of life. Apparently, the expulsion was never ever read as the story of that one guy, Adam, their lady Eve, and the apple. Rather, this is the story of the very nature of men and women, once and forever, always repeating. They say that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But what happened in Eden does not stay in Eden. It permeates all people, all places, over all times. So the forbidden fruit, the do not enter sign over the open door, is just the truest way to explain our human plight before God everywhere and at all times. We're allowed to do anything, even very bad things. Because God wants us to do and to be good by our own free will. The door has to remain open. Unfortunately, to our own detriment, we have a tendency to choose what is not best for us and those we love, and hence the do not enter sign. We don't yet know who we are and what we're made for. We need help choosing. We need our Father's help. And even when hope seems lost, in a cruel and despairing world, even when we can't fathom why this happened to us and why this didn't, why God gave us this but he didn't give us that, 
It's just then that we learn to let go and to let God. Adam and Eve is the story of our falling down and growing up with God as our Father. The second clue to the story of how we got expelled and what it means is the thing with the apple. There is no mention of an apple in the Bible. It's merely fruit. Again, the story takes us away from the literal and into the metaphorical. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is located where? In the dead center of the Garden of Eden. Another great European theologian, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, tells us the tree is in the dead center for a reason, to remind us of where God belongs in our lives at the very center. God is not someone we conjure up with a magic wand, eating an apple to be like him. God is not in our pockets or in any way in our image. We are in God's image. For God to be God, only he must be at the center of all life in our lives. All good fruit comes from this. All bad fruit in the world comes from we who are self-centered rather than God-centered. And so Adam and Eve is also the story of our deep-seated failure to put God first. That is why we are where we are, why we have Lent, and it's also why we keep our fasts. As with Adam and Eve, if you just focus on fasting as an act of eating, though, you miss the mark. Fasting is not only with food and is not an end in itself, as we always say. Fasting is practice and confirmation of removing a lesser priority from our lives to make God our priority. It's a daily choice to be less self-centered and more God-centered and more other-centered. Do your fast however you like, but fasting only matters if it helps us prioritize God and those God has given us to love. Now, one last important note on discovering why we do what we do in this 40 days of Lent and this Sunday of expulsion. With all the terrible news in the world, and there is a lot of it, the unjust war in Ukraine, which reminds us of the unjust war in our homeland, with political divisions and personal despair in this country running rampant, it can seem like our Lenten focus on personal repentance is ignoring the greater systemic problems of a world in peril. I will bring in my last European theologian to address this question. Legend has it that the great English writer uh, Chesterton, when asked by a newspaper reporter what was wrong with the world, he skipped over all the expected answers. He said nothing about corrupt politicians and warring nations. He said nothing of greed of the rich or entitlement of the poor. What's wrong with the world? Chesterton responded with just two words. I am. I am. Mea culpa. Mea astuzo. This is what Lent reminds us of, and specifically the Sunday of expulsion. We can't change the world unless we first change ourselves. And we do not live the good life until we live with and through God. So now, with the help of our church and our scriptures, we're starting to remember, it's coming back to us, who we are and how we got here. Yesterday living the good life and today expelled in the darkness of sin, the original hangover. What's wrong with the world? I am. 
but who is even now setting the world right? I am, says Jesus, the groom of the wedding we have all been invited to attend. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, said Jesus. Removing the do not enter sign, tearing down the curtain of separation of sin and death, Jesus takes our hand and he invites us to follow him. I am the door, Jesus said. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. This Lent, my prayer for us all is that we take time to reflect on the greatness of what we were made for, how far we have fallen, and how the heavenly bridegroom, Jesus Christ, can bring us back on our way, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.